Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. and dragons alice hannibal and thelonious the three of you at the behest of uh everwinner have arrived in the shipping district like superheroes would landing out of the sky and alizontalus when confronted with the foreman that you guys remember had you know at least some potent magic uh, under, you know, under his belt, uh, Alizontalus eradicated him and turned him to a pile of dust that a couple of tiefling flunkies are sort of agape, just staring at this pile of dust and then looking back at Alizontalus, who points at the two of them and demands to know where Longinus Payne is. They proceed to point down the street at a large warehouse down the road and hold their hands up in surrender. Uh, you guys should probably just run. I wouldn't even bother surrendering. This dude means business. He just disintegrated a dude. Did you see that? You see that pile of ash right there? It's going to be blown away in a second here when we fly off to go meet Longinus. Run, guys. Just run. Uh, intimidate. Oh, that wasn't intimidation. That was just like <laughs> persuasion. Just letting, I'm just letting him know. <laughs> then that's persuasion. Uh, that is a thirteen. With a thirteen, yeah, yeah, they they saw what happened. Uh, their knees buckle a bit, and uh, they begin to start running down the street. Uh, did they poop their pants? Ooh, uh, good question. Roll a dice there, Thelonious. Let me know what you get. Wow. Done. You don't think it smells very good where they're standing, so you can only imagine. <laughs> and, and they at least farted a couple times. At least. <laughs> at least. At least. They proceed to start running. Elizontalus sees them run, and you see him start moving his hands and chanting a magic spell. Roll inside of you, please. That's not good. That's a nine. (laughs) That's a seven. That is a... The hell's insight? Where'd it go? I just had it a second ago. Uh, That is a a 12. 
With a nine and a seven, he's about to cast a spell, but you can't read him. He's uh, he's kind of a stoic guy anyway, and he's in a bad mood. You can't quite follow what he's thinking. Hannibal, you're pretty damn sure that these guys are attached to someone that he believes is a demon worshiper or in league with demons. You don't think he plans on taking prisoners. If you want to stop him, now's the chance to try to. Yeah, uh, uh, Professor, why are we messing around with these flunkies? Why don't we just go take take out Longinus? Just go ask Longinus. He's right there. We know where he is. We're wasting time. Longinus is getting away. Persuasion, uh, with advantage. That's that's a good point. You know, you're you you know don't want to waste too much time. Uh, that is a thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. He puts his hand down and stops chanting. He says, "Very well. I suppose many of these the authorities can take care of." And he proceeds to start walking towards the warehouse. Uh, if you guys recall, he uh, canceled his flight spell on you guys so that he could focus on other magic. So, no, you can no longer fly. Uh, but he begins walking towards that uh, warehouse. Uh, it's a large building down at the end of the uh, kind of the main street into the shipping district. Uh, it's, you know, maybe a couple blocks away from uh, the Red Gorgon Saloon. So it's not where you guys would normally go when you're in this area. Uh, but I... Uh, yeah, it's a, a giant building that, like, probably goes up about uh, two stories. Though, because it's a warehouse, you're not sure if the second story is, you know, like another floor. So much as it is just a large building that might have, like, scaffolding that goes up to, like, you know, smaller offices on, you know, up, up above, raised up. Uh, but uh, Elizantula starts walking towards uh, uh, the... The warehouse, what would you guys like to do while he starts heading in that direction? Can I take a, like, roll perception and see what the state of the docks is? Absolutely. Perception check. Uh, 22. With a 22, uh, it's chaos. All the workers, whether they were involved with Longinus's company or not, you have no idea. But they're yelling, they're running. Uh, some of them are calling, like, you know, for town guards. Uh, the at the moment to them, a random wizard just flew in and turned a dude to dust. Uh, this is scary stuff. Uh, this is beyond their imagination. This is beyond cheetahs darting around the dock, scaring and growling at people. This is a dude just got turned to dust. I uh, I can also let you know, uh, though, Alice, that I uh, uh, you guys had opened up the container to find, uh, you know. Slaves, essentially. People chained up in uh, this big shipping container. Uh, at the moment, anyone involved with the unloading of this place is run off in fear. Uh, you know, presumably they want to get out, but if you want to strike while the iron's hot and try to catch up with what Longinus and his cronies are up to, you know, you can certainly follow uh, uh, Elizontalus and deal with this later. Yeah, I think... I'm for following Elizontalus. Yeah, that's the, that seems to be where the action is. <laughs> I just put my hands up in the air and go, okay, everyone, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Please disperse calmly, safely, head home. Uh, actually, uh, actually, no, there's lots to see here. There's uh, human trafficking going on. Maybe call the cops, get them over here so they can free these people and get them back to wherever it is they came from. Nope. Uh, that's a 12. 
With a 12, Thelonious, you shout to, to disperse. But, I mean, the dispersing was already happening. They're running away afraid. Uh, so, you know, like, there's nobody around, which is good for, for what you wanted. But it certainly wasn't because you asked. It was because, you know, uh, a dude got turned into ash. Good job, everybody. Keep running around. Uh, yeah, good work. I'm ready to go. Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> you guys dart forward and catch up with uh, Alizontalus, who is stewing. He's angry. Uh, he's just marching forward and no nothing... There's, he has no plans uh, that he's concocted. Like, you're not seeing him cast spells, like, to defend himself, to, you know, buff himself. He is purely on a warpath where he wants to do damage. You look a little tense, bud. Do you, do you need a little... Want me to give you a little little back massage? A little neck, neck relaxing little there? Uh, persuasion with disadvantage. <laughs> Did he have double disadvantage on that? He can sadly only have single disadvantage. Uh, what a shame, Seven. He doesn't even respond. He's angry. Uh, you get a nasty vibe that just, like... This is a, a, a really awkward feeling. Like, it's not even so much that, like, oh, wow, this guy wants to cause people a lot of harm this is scary. Like, it's just an awkward, tense feeling. Like, this guy is currently trying to find his son to deal with him because he's become a demon. Exactly. I message Thelonious and I say, smooth. Like. Now, now, Professor, let's not kill Longinus right away until we get the information about where we need to go next. Because if he's dead, we're not going to have any leads. So let's, you know, you do what you want with him, but let's make sure we get what we need out of him first. Elizontalus walks up to the door to the uh, 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 the big warehouse. warehouse. Thank you. Uh, he gets to the, like, maybe about, like, 30 feet from the warehouse doors. And he looks at you, Hannibal, and he says, you'd be surprised what you can live through. He then proceeds hey. to cast Fireball. Launch it at the door, and there's an eruption of fire that blows the doors off the hinges and rattles the foundation to the warehouse. Do you think you know they what? know we're here? He's a he's a dick. You do what you want to him, but like I said, let's make sure we get our info first. Well, hopefully, he wasn't near the door. Uh, yeah. Uh, to give you an idea, uh, if anyone who was by the door just took eight d six damage. Let's hope he wasn't by the door. That's <laughs> yeah. Doors smash off the hinges, uh, and uh, uh, you hear chaos on the inside. Uh, you hear uh, uh, voices yelling that they're under attack. Uh, you know, alert the uh, alert the master and things of that nature. Uh, go ahead and everyone roll me initiative, because uh, as you guys go into the warehouse, we're gonna ha go operate under initiative. Eight. Eighteen. Nine. You two really fighting for last place there, huh? My rolls have been awful this session. I. <laughs> uh, and then who had the eight? Was it uh, me, Hannibal? Uh, okay. And then uh, uh, Alice had the nine. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thelonious. I. Uh, 
you see Elizontalis launch a fireball that blows the doors off their hinges and just go flying and rattling into the warehouse. Uh, the warehouse is a huge, huge building. Uh, you're outside of it. It's kind of dim on the inside, but you see uh, 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 lamps that are kind of hung up on the inside to, you know, give it a soft illumination, uh, despite the fact that it's, you know, like, what, mid to late morning at this, uh, probably late morning at this point, almost early afternoon. Okay. What would you like to do? Um, uh, I guess I'll just kind of follow behind him. Well, it's not his turn yet. It's your turn first. So is there anything you'd like to do? I'll get it on the action and I'll I'll do a firebolt. Sure. Uh, did you just want to launch one on the inside randomly? Yeah, why not? Roll a d20. It's a chance dice. <laughs> oh, God. I swear to God, if you kill Longinus, you dummy. 13. With a 13, you don't hear anyone scream as a bolt of fire goes inside the uh, building. Uh, you launch it yeah. and fire. nothing seems to happen. Uh, anything else, Thelonious? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Elizontalus marches uh, to the uh, uh, in, uh, the doorway and proceeds to look around inside. He makes a crappy perception check and uh, basically double moves and starts marching further into the place. Uh, Alice, it's your turn. Uh, Elizontalus has walked 30 feet to the doorway looked around inside, and then walked an additional 30 feet uh, deeper into the place. All right. I'll move 30 feet up to the doorway. Uh, Perception check is a bonus action if you want. Okay. Ooh, natural 20. Ooh, hot damn. (laughs) Okay, so I... What you see is you walk in, and in front of you is another one of those big giant like steel containers. Uh, it looks like this place is just like a maze of these like uh, uh, giant like shipping containers. Uh, they seem to be made of steel, but it's fairly thin. Uh, so it's not especially like well guarded. It's you almost wonder if it's more about like, you know, keeping prying eyes away from the what they're bringing into the city. Uh, but uh, you see in the uh, uh, far back of the warehouse, uh, up above the shipping containers, uh, seems to be like almost like barn-style doors. Uh, it looks like that's how the shipping containers get brought in uh, through the back. Like there's big giant doors. Uh, let's see. With a natural twenty, I can let you know uh, that uh, through a, a, a maze of some of these containers on the other side of the warehouse, you see a, la- a staircase that goes up to like a scaffolding uh, where there is a. Uh, uh, like a like a small office uh, elevated off the floor. Uh, and with a natural 20, you see for the briefest of moments inside uh, Longinus and Hank Pendlegrass currently talking with somebody on the inside of that office. The two of them are close to the uh, like the, the small window that you can see. Uh, and they seem to be talking to somebody deeper in the office. Um, so I'm going to use my action to double move to catch up to Alizontalus. Okay. And then 
and then I'm going to let them know what I that uh, Longinus and uh, Hank are up above and kind of point in that direction. Okay, yeah, he just nods. He doesn't really say much. He just sort of uh, nods his head along. Uh, Hannibal, you see uh, your uh, uh, friend and the principal head on into the place. Yeah, I'm just going to double move and catch up because what the hell else am I going to do? <laughs> That's fair. Uh, you catch up. Uh, at this point now, you're beside them. Uh, Alice Antilis is maybe like five feet in front of you. Uh, you're next to Alice uh, with a bonus action. Is there any skill checks you want to make? Um, let's see. We already knocked up perception. Um, I guess. Maybe an investigation check just to kind of get an idea of the room. Like if there's traps, if we see anything in there. Roll investigation. I'd allow that. Uh, well, it's not really going to matter because it's a... Um... It's a seven. With a seven, uh, you don't believe that there's any traps. Uh, it doesn't, it looks like this is basically just a, a, you know, like a basic warehouse. This is not where you think anyone in here was planning on making like a desperate last stand, like they're no doubt about to be because of the uh, hellstorm that's coming their way. Uh, so, yeah, you don't think it's trapped necessarily. Hey, guys, I don't think it's trapped. On a scale of 1 to 20, I'm about a 7. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thelonious, your friends, uh, you had waited for them to kind of make their move, and they've all rushed inside. Yeah, I'll catch up to them. With an action, you uh, uh, dash forward, and you're now uh, next to them. Uh, anything else you want to do? Anything with a bonus action? Can I also kind of take a look around, I guess? Yeah, make a perception check. Uh, I'd also allow you to make an Arcana check if you prefer. I'll do that. Sure. Because that would be a 19. With a 19, uh, you see uh, the the sort of hall that you're in, which isn't really a hall, but just all these shipping containers plop next to each other sort of make this passageway. It goes in. Uh, hangs a sharp left, and you see that, you know, the where Alice is pointing, the, the you know, on the other side of the warehouse, this, like, staircase up. Uh, but the path continues on of these shipping containers. And out of the corner of your eye, you get a nasty feeling. And when you look into the next sort of, like, clearing uh, of shipping containers that have been sort of, like, moved aside, you see a nasty, nasty symbol that you think is maybe an abyssal. And is a magic symbol on the ground. You think that somebody's been doing some demon summoning in here. I think somebody's been doing some demon summoning in here. Now that I see it, since I speak Abyssal, can I read it? Uh, you glance over there, Hannibal. Uh, you think that you'd have to get up real close to read the characters. Though you found previously that these magic circles... It's not necessarily, like, messages written in these, like, pentagrams and stuff. It's more just, like, the symbols are used for magic spells. Uh, but that's what it seems like. This reminds you of the summoning circles that you guys saw in uh, the sewers uh, and also in that uh, house where the uh, demon had been, you know, summoned in uh, the new residential district. Cool. Uh, Alright. You guys hear commotion... All around. Uh, 
at a quick glance up, you can see that uh, 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 Hank and Longinus look down, see you guys coming in, and then proceed to continue to say stuff to whoever's deeper inside that office, and then move out of line of sight so they can't be seen. Uh, you hear footsteps running around uh, a corner. Uh, sounds like they're kind of zigzagging through the uh, the shipping crates. Uh, I sounds like one set of uh, uh, footprints is a little larger than the other. Alice, it's your turn. Uh, oh, isn't it uh, Alizontalus? You're right. Alizontalus goes before you. Uh, my mistake. I uh, <laughs> forgot about that. Uh, Alizontalus rounds the corner and then proceeds to... Uh, see something you can't quite tell what but you hear him cast a spell and i i uh you hear a nasty screaming sound that sounds unearthly i think you got something uh alice now it's your turn uh so i'll move to try to catch up to him Sure, you walk around the corner. He's only traveled about 20 feet, and you find that at the end of this row of, uh, you know, shipping containers on either side of you uh, is a, let's see, uh, three demons. One is currently in the midst of turning to dust. Uh, it is a, a, what looked to be like a, almost like a vulture-like demon, uh, kind of humanoid with a beak, nasty, like, gray, white wings. Uh, it immediately turns into a pile of dust. However, there's another one of those next to it. Uh, and then otherwise, there's also this, like, almost toad-looking thing. It's large size. It's hunched over. Uh, it almost seems froggy or toad-like. Uh, in a way, it almost reminds you of Blorgzak, but larger, nastier, with sharp teeth and uh, giant claws. Uh, religion checks uh, on your turn might uh, help you know what the hell these things are. Okay. Um, if you want. Can I... Would that be a bonus action? A bonus action, yep. So can I do that this turn? Sure, yeah. Uh, religion. Uh, 14. With a 14, uh, you know uh, that the bird-like demon is a vrock uh that is v-r-o-c-k uh it has like bluish flesh nasty talons uh and you don't know much about this kind of demon except for the fact that uh uh it usually emits these like nasty spores that can poison people that get close to them the other demon you don't know what that is All right, and then I guess for my action, I'll I'll try to hit the uh, the Vrock with a uh, we'll cast Ray of Frost. Uh, oh, uh, I can also warn you that um, like like many demons, uh, a Vrock is resistant to fire, cold, and lightning, and mm. is immune to poison. Say that one more time, I'm sorry. Uh, resists fire, cold, lightning, 
and is immune to poison. Basically, we got to acid these guys. Acid, necrotic, psychic. Uh, Thelonious might have tricks up his sleeve to use fire. Um, then I'll try, I'll cast a chromatic orb using acid. Sure thing. Go right ahead. Uh, 19. Uh, 19's a hit. That's 3, 3d8. Okay. And you launch a ball of acid and the rock makes this like horrible hissing squawk noise as acid melts away a bit of its flesh. Uh, anything else, Alice? Um, no, because all I have left is 10 feet of movement. I don't think... How, how far away are these things from me? Uh, they're down... This corridor of uh, uh, shipping containers, they're probably about 40 feet away. Uh, I'll, I'll use my remaining 10 feet to, to back up, give myself some distance. And you back up a bit to not get close to them. Uh, Hannibal, it's your turn. How tall are these shipping containers? Uh, they're probably about like 10 to 15 feet tall, somewhere in between there. Okay, so it'd be difficult to climb on top of them. Not impossible, but yeah, not very easy. They have pretty smooth sides. Uh, there's not really good places to handhold. I'd say that it'd be an athletics check with disadvantage to climb on top. Okay. But theoretically, if we could get on top, we could circumvent all the passages and just kind of walk on top of them. Uh, that is correct. Uh, if everybody could jump on top of them, then yes, that is uh, definitely uh, uh, something you could do. Okay. All right. All right. Well, anyway, first I'm going to... Um, <clears throat> Let's see. What am I going to do first? I am going to uh, catch up with Alice and Alizonalis. Uh-huh. And around that corner. And from there, how f- they're 40 feet away. Yeah, so you move about 20 feet around the corner. And then 40 feet from where you're at from there, you see uh, uh, this nasty like toad-like demon. And then this vulture humanoid-ish looking thing. Uh, bonus action if you would like to uh, uh, make a religion check to know what they potentially are. And would I have advantage on that? I uh, not necessarily. No. I am a demon hunter. That's true, but these would I be do demons break that, demons. Uh, these would be demons that you have not really dealt with before. All right, I guess. <laughs> Uh, what is it? History? Uh, uh, it'd be religion. Religion. Three. Oh, you're not sure what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Alice, uh, lets you know what the rock is, uh, but you can't figure out what the hell that toad thing is. Oh, man, Blorgzak got fat. Poor guy. Look at him. Ugh. Poor I feel Blorgzak. bad. I feel bad shooting him. Um, I guess, uh, since I'm not within, you know, a range... I'll, I'll move up 10 more feet so that in my next move I can get within range. And then I'm going to pull out my bow and I'm going to uh, shoot the Vrock with an arrow. I guess technically I would shoot the Vrock with uh, three arrows. Uh, go right ahead. I'm going to go right ahead. That is a 12. Miss. A one. 
Oh, first of the day. Oh no, scratch that. Would it be a one on that? That would still be a seven. Yeah, it would be a one, wouldn't it? Uh, did you get a one on the dice? Yeah, I got a one on the dice. That's critical fail. Okay. Valiant effort, my friend. I tried. And a uh, 22. Two arrows go wide. This being your first critical fail of the recording session, it just misses. Uh, and the 22 hits. Uh, and that's not a magic bow, right? It's just a regular one? Yes. It's a regular bow. Oh, and I didn't get silver arrows. Alice bought silver arrows. That's right. I knew one of us had them. Wasn't me, mm -hmm. though. Uh, so just regular. Roll damage for me, and I'll take into yeah. consideration the fact that it has resistance. Right. Uh, that is a 13. Okay. Arrow uh, almost bounces off the Vrock uh, and seems to do some damage, but it resists it, uh, you know, the damage. Uh, Hannibal, anything else on your turn? Oh, no, you're uh, out of actions, aren't you? Yeah, I'm done. Uh, Thelonious, it's your turn. Uh, well, first, I guess I'll catch up with the rest of them. And then, is there a way I can check out, like, how these things are doing? These demonic vrocks or whatever? Yeah, so it looks like uh, one vrock has been turned to dust by uh, Alizontalus. The other one is being attacked by Alice and Hannibal. And then the giant toad-looking demon has not been touched at all. All right, let's go after the gigantic toad-looking thing. And um, I'm feeling I'm feeling kind of fun here. I haven't used it yet. Uh, I want to use my blight spell. Oh yeah, you have not used that, have you? Uh-uh. Uh, what's the range on that? Oh shit! I need to double check. I thought I wrote it down. I didn't. I'm uh, sorry. I can. Thirty feet. Thirty feet. I. Uh, so. Yeah, if you get uh, stand adjacent to uh, 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 Hannibal, uh, they'd be 30 feet away. You could certainly use uh, Blight from uh, there. Uh, let's see. Uh... Okay, yeah, it targets one creature you can see within range. Uh, so it has to make a constitution saving throw or take a bunch of uh, damage. Is that right? That's correct. It got a 19 on the dice, I'm afraid. It succeeds, but give me the uh, the uh, reduced damage, because I know uh, on a success, it still takes some damage, right? <laughs> yeah, half. Yeah, half. This thing looks tough. It sort of, you know, puts its arms up as you hit it with nasty, negative, necrotic energy. Okay, so if it's half, that'd be 4d8. Uh, or you can roll 8d8 and cut it in half, but yeah, 4d8 is fine. I'll just do it that way. Alright. That's 19. And you launch Blight into the uh, creature. Uh, it doesn't seem to take as much damage as you'd like. Uh, but uh, uh, anything else you want to do on your turn there, uh, uh, Blonius? 
Um, yeah, I'll take advantage. So I, I had that fire elemental, and I was supposed to warn you about it, right? The the adept or whatever. So they would ignore resistance to it. Uh, for fire, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for fire, yeah. So I'm going to use that. And then I'm going to use a um, empowered spell so that I can do a firebolt at that thing as well. Uh, oh, a quicken cast? Yeah. Sure, go right ahead. So, let's see. That is a 18. Uh, that is a hit. Okay. So that's 2d10. That's another 11. Another 11 damage. Okay. I. Uh, so you guys, uh, oh, I should say Thelonious, you launch a barrage of spells at this thing uh, and it continues to stand. I. Uh, Elizontalus's turn. Oh boy. Uh he uh follows in uh uh your sort of decision making and uh proceeds to cast a spell uh, uh known as horrid wilting. <laughs> Craig, have you made these ones up? I'm just curious here. Uh, that's a very good question. I uh, I just <laughs> do not want to answer that right now. I <laughs> uh, so let's see. I uh, so that'd be uh, five, ten, oh. 30, I just looked up that spell. It is nasty. I <laughs> uh, a giant cube of like like necrotic energy just dries out the area and the two demons within basically like all the moisture leaves their body and they become these mummified husks that crumple over to the ground and uh looks to the three of you and says the other one is known as a hezro it's a nasty demon that gives off a terrible smell Come along now. And he proceeds to start walking forward. He yes, walks. sir. He walks 30 feet. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we shouldn't even fucking bother anymore. I'm not going to waste my spells at this point. <laughs> I... You're not sure what happens with any other enemies that might be around, but Alice, it is your turn. Uh, bonus action to make a skill check if you want. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can do whatever you please. Uh... Yeah, I'll make a... Can I make a perception check to check for uh, other enemies if I sense any nearby? Yeah, absolutely. Make a perception check. Uh, unnatural 20. With an unnatural 20, uh, you... Uh, as Elizontalus uh, uh, presses forward and gets to the end of this kind of hall of containers, uh, there's a flash of light coming from... that sort of bounces off containers coming from behind you. You think it's coming from the demonic circle that you guys passed. Oh, so the demonic, the demons are going to start coming from there. Uh, 
I mean, at the very least, something happened over there. Uh, what would you like to do, Alice? Uh, we should probably take a look at that. I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, that's what you say out loud? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say that out loud. Should we take a look at that? Elizontalus looks to you and says, Take care of any enemies that are going to come from behind. I'll press forward. Okay, so I guess I'll, can I move, am I close enough to be able to move to that circle? I, uh, yeah, so, uh, you, I uh, you had stepped, like, ten feet back even from, from before, so you move about, like, uh, five feet, go around the corner, and you see that, sure enough, coming from that magic circle is one single Hezro. This nasty, toad-like demon that Elizontalus has warned you gives off a terrible, nasty odor. Oh, good. Uh, so I let them, uh, Thelonious and Hannibal know, uh, yeah, we got another Hezra over here. Uh, okay, I guess we'll kill it. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, and then I guess I'm gonna... Try to hit it with a chromatic orb since I don't have much else to work with. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and uh, fire away. Or, I don't know, use True Strike, uh, uh, whatever other fun tricks that you have uh, that you're sitting on. Oh, that's true. Because Hannibal's still pretty far away, right? Hannibal will take a moment before he can get to you. I mean, if he runs, he'll get there pretty quick, but yeah. Okay. Then, I, yeah, if it's going to be a minute, then I'll cast. True strike on the the Hezro, and you cast true strike. Uh, anything else, Alice? And then, how far away is this thing from me? Uh, it is probably about uh, uh, sixty feet away currently. Okay, in the um, middle of that circle. All right, then I guess I'm hoping it can't move sixty feet in a turn. Uh, because if I move, I can't move back any further. I'd have to go back around the corner, right? Uh, no, you uh, you walked around the corner, but technically there's that passage that leads back to like the front door, so you could walk down that path a little bit. Uh, I you know I'll, I'll stand pat where I am. I am gonna draw my my bow with my silver arrows. Absolutely, uh, Hannibal, it is your turn. I. Uh, Elizontalus has requested that you guys take care of enemies that appear behind, and Alice has alerted you that there is another one of these Hezro uh, around the corner. Okay. First, I'm going to pull out both of my silver rapiers. You draw uh, those rapiers. Next, I'm going to... So how far away... How far away am I to Alice? Uh, let's see. So uh, you uh, are probably... What's that? I was 30 feet ahead, uh, like around. So I guess I'm 30 feet because I'd be 30 feet in front of that corner. I, uh, yeah, you're about 30 feet away from the, the corner. Okay. So let me move my 30 feet, get up to where that's where Alice is, right? Yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, Alice is like five feet ahead of you, basically. All right. I'm going to use my 30 feet then, get up to Alice, and then, um, This thing's probably going to move forward a bit before it can attack us, unless it's got a giant tongue, which, you know, we don't know. Because um, I want to be able to get in melee range by the time... Okay. 
I guess I'll double move and I'll get 30 more feet ahead so I can kind of head it off a bit. Sure. You are uh, about 30 feet away from the Hezro. Uh, Thelonious, it is your turn. Um, Alice is, you said, what, 60 feet away from this thing? Uh, 60 feet away from the thing, and uh, she's about 35 feet away from you. All right, I'll catch up to Alice, and then I'm going to fire a level two uh, scorching ray at this thing, because it's 120 feet, so. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, normally, scorching ray being fire damage, you'd, you know, have your damage half, but you have a fancy ability that allows you to pierce through fire resistance. So, by all means, go ahead and roll the hit. That's not a good start. That's a 10. Ooh. First ray misses. That one's an 18. That's a hit. And that one is a 16. And that's a hit. All right. So that would be 4d6. That's right. And what'd you get? 15. 15 damage. Uh, you launch a ray of fire, and uh, the Hezro kind of puts its hands up to, like, just block it, and the fire ray just sort of, like, cinders off, like, a part of one of its clawed fingers. And it looks down and kind of laughs and uh, chuckles in abyssal. Does anyone speak that language? Yep. You hear it say, Ah, been a while since I felt the pain of fire. I'm dealing with someone more potent, aren't I? Yes. Do you say that in a missile? <laughs> yes. It sort of looks up surprised at you, uh, Hannibal. And it smells the air. Oh, you're a Templeton, aren't you? As a matter of fact, I am. I, I kill a lot of demons, too, so get ready. You know, I was just talking to Kuru. Oh, we met him. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> and he smiles real big. Yeah, Kuru was real excited he ran into you. He's hoping to meet you again real soon. I don't know if that's going to happen. And in fact, he might meet you a lot sooner than he's going to meet me because we're going to send you right back to hell. So, <laughs> uh, it don't matter. No matter how many times you send us, we'll just be there waiting to come back. That's the infinite layers of the abyss. And he advances up thirty feet and goes to like just tear down at you with one of his clawed hands. Uh, what's your armor class there, Hannibal? It is an 18. Gets you with the first and misses with the second. Uh, now you pissed him off. Yeah, so. Or got him excited. Uh, you take eight points of damage as his claw rends into you. <clears throat> is that it? Uh, that's it, yep. No, no, I'm talking to him. That's all you Oh! That's he it? says. Eight. Uh, eight. Your hand hurt? We're just getting warmed up. And you see nasty, like, 
like mist coming out of his uh, scaled flesh. Well, uh, you're not sure what Alice Atlas is up to. Alice, it's your turn. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna try to fire at this thing with the silver with silver arrows. Absolutely. The first one you have advantage on. Get myself to try. I only get the one attack. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, because there's no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wait, did I get skipped? What's that? Did I get skipped? Oh no! You uh, launched your race at the enemy. The enemy talked and then attacked, and then now and then it was Hannibal and uh, Alice's turn. Got it. Got it. Alice's enemy. All right. Uh, Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna fire silver arrows. Try to kill Ganon. I'm glad I had advantage on that. Uh, 18. 18 to hit. Uh, there's no extra damage for it being silver, right? Uh, that is correct. It just does standard damage instead of being cut in half because of his resistance. Okay, so that's going to be 5d6 altogether. Something tells me you're not going to have to worry too much about bonus weapon damage here. Uh, that is 26. 26 damage. Okay. Uh, silver arrow pierces into the uh, uh, thing's shoulder, and it hisses again, and sort of smiles at like the the pain that's being inflicted upon it. Anything else you want to do on your turn, Alice? I don't. I don't like that this thing likes pain because normally I like inflicting pain. But if he's enjoying it, it's not as much fun. <laughs> I would imagine so. Uh, nothing else, Alice? Uh, no, because I it's I can't back up any further and still maintain line of sight. Correct. Uh, no, yeah, you have a pretty clear shot down this uh, passage oh. of uh, shipping containers that leads to the front door. Uh, so you could back up a bit if you wanted. I'll back up about 15 feet just to give myself some room. And then uh, can I make some sort of skill check to see if I can, if I can figure out the smell thing that Alizontalus was ch- talking about? Yeah, Arcana. Uh, 18. With an 18, you think that uh, if you're adjacent to the Hezro uh, at the start of your turn, you have to make a constitution save and potentially get hit with the poison status effect. Ugh. Which is not fun. It's a very Can I yell to Hannibal? <laughs> Can I yell to Hannibal? Watch out for his poison. Hannibal, who's already adjacent to the thing, uh doesn't really have time to respond before I ask him for a constitution saving throw. Fair enough. So, um, got it. Constitution saving throw. Yep. Okay. That is a nine. With a nine. Ugh. This nasty odor comes off the Hezro and it smells like a thousand dead bodies just roasting in the sun. It is horrendous. You get hit with the poison status effect, uh, which essentially means that you have disadvantage on attacks and skill checks until you get rid of it, and you can uh, uh, roll at the end of each of your turns to try to get rid of the poison. Okay. Though once it's gotten rid of, you can be next to this thing and tolerate the smell. Got it. Okay. So what do I have to roll to get rid of it? At the end of your turn, a constitution saving throw. Okay. We can handle that. All right. In the meantime, I'm going to... uh, I'm going to attack this thing three times. 
Please deal and with this advantage. I'm and I'm going to use my distracting strike as well so that the next person has advantage. Slick? All right, so. Oh, disadvantage for each attack, right? Yep. Uh, that is an 18. Uh, 18's a hit. A 24. Also a hit. And a 22. How do you roll better with disadvantage than you do <laughs> any other time? I don't know. It was One of them was a natural 20 that I had to not use. So. Uh, I'll go ahead and roll uh, damage. All right, so damage. I'm going to need this. Is... Twenty-four. And you stab away at the uh, Hezro, and you have silver rapiers, you said, right? That is correct. The silver pierces into its flesh with relative ease, considering, you know, when you fought demons in the past, and uh, it lets out a nasty, horrible roar. Okay. And then I roll a constitution saving throw? Please do. That is a... Fourteen. With a 14, you kind of choke back the vomit that you're about to spew out, and you are no longer poisoned. Yeah! Thelonious, you have advantage on your next uh, attack roll against this thing. Uh, it is your turn. <sighs> okay. Um, let's go with... If I did the scorching rays, I'd have advantage each time. Just on the first. All right. Then I'm going to actually just do a level two chromatic orb. I'm going to use acid. Okay. You could so. use fire as well <laughs> because of uh, oh, uh, true. the your special ability. That'll avoid resistances. Is there a way to find out if one would be better than the other? Or? If it was weak against acid, then potentially that'd be better. But you don't know of any demons being weak to acid so much as it is just a better option than fire typically. So it doesn't really matter. All right, I'll just stick with acid. Sure. And that is a 25. That is a hit. Okay. Bless so that, that advantage. Be, yeah, 4d8. That's not a good first roll. These are shitty rolls. I'm going to use my empowered spell to reroll damage again. By all means. Hopefully you do better this time. <laughs> Let's hope, because that was a whopping 13 out of 4d8. Let's hope so. What can you do? Can you? Are you going to finish this thing off, or is it going to be worse than before? 15. A giant ball of acid gets lobbed across the battlefield and just nails the Hezro in the stomach and then proceeds to melt its way through and leave a giant gaping hole in the Hezro. Uh, for the record, it had 15 hit points left. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, it melts its way uh, uh, it, you know, through to the other side and the thing just sort of looks up and smirks at you, Hannibal, and says... Mr. Templeton, 
he'll be waiting for you, you know. And then the body caves in on itself and then crumbles to the ground. Say hi to Kuru for me, bitch. Is my silver arrow still there? <laughs> oh, I... Yeah, I'd say so. All right, I go and recover my silver arrow. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you're not sure what's going on with uh, Alizontalus and uh, any other enemies around. Uh, however, you do notice that uh, uh, the circle starts glowing again. Uh, Alice, it's your turn. You rush up. You pick up your uh, uh, arrow as a bonus action. Uh, you have a standard action left. What would you like to do? Uh, how far away am I from the circle? Oh, you're, you went up and got your arrow, so you're, like, next to it. Oh, okay. Um, can I... I feel like if I damage the circle, then it should stop whatever it's doing. It stands to reason. The the imperf- imperfected circles from before made for crappier demons or demons couldn't be summoned. So, uh, you know, you, you've seen evidence of that so far. So is it like just like blood on the on the ground that I think I could like just mess up? Like, can I just mess up the circle like? The blood is dried material. on to the ground, no. uh, but but certainly, yeah, you you could. It's so long as you can think of something that would ruin the magic circle, the the characters that you see. Sure. Can I can I use a uh, would a torch burn it away? You can give it a shot. You'd have to light the torch though, which would be the, the your action. Oh, let's see. What do I have? I have all these tools. Uh, <laughs> I have a crowbar. How much of a mess can I make with that? Well, probably pretty decent. I'd allow uh, uh, a uh, strength check uh, with the uh, crowbar to see if you can't etch out a lot of the letters. Sure, let's give that a try. Go right ahead. Strength check. That's a 10. With a 10, you scratch at the ground with the crowbar and... Uh, you don't think that you're ripping uh, uh, the magic circle up as much as you'd like, but it seems like it's doing some damage. Uh, that's Alice's turn. Hannibal, it's your turn. Uh, yeah, I am going to um, use... <clears throat> what am I going to use? I'm going to use... I guess I'll just use um, my rapier to scratch at the at the blood and try and get it to, you know, break the circle as much as I can with the rapier. Absolutely. Uh, since you're using a rapier, go ahead and make a uh, dex check for me. That is a... Do I Would I have proficiency with that as well? Yeah, I, I'd allow that. Okay, 13. With a 13, you start scratching at the ground as well. Uh, and once again, it seems like it's not going quite as fast as you'd like, but, uh, you are ripping up the characters. Uh, Thelonious, your friends are trying to ruin this circle so that nothing else can come through it. What would you like to do to help? Would shooting poison at it do anything? Poison, I mean, poison is, uh, uh, something that hurts more of a biological thing rather than like damaging 
you know, dried blood on the ground. Uh, oh, if, what if I torch the floor? What if I use my breath weapon? Yeah, that could potentially... You get a good chunk of the magic circle since you hit in the line or whatever. Uh, would you like to do that? Yeah. Absolutely. You breathe in deep and you exhale fire on like one of the sides of the, the ring of this magic circle and it scalds the ground and burns it the blood away and the glowing from the magic circle slows and stops. You're Sweet. all welcome. You're all welcome. Nice work. I'll be here all day. I take tips. Gold pieces are nice. Dude, we're, we're I, know, I know you both have a bunch. We're, we're rich, man. I don't think we need any more gold at this point. <laughs> That's fair enough. Would you guys like to rush and uh, catch up with Alizontalus? Yeah. yeah. Probably <laughs> yeah He's probably, probably killed idea. everyone by now. You guys dart around the corner, go back around where you last left Alizontalus, and uh, there's another row of containers, and you see the fallout of his spells. More eviscerated desiccated demon corpses on the ground and a few piles of ash that you presume were demons, but maybe they were even the workers here. You're not entirely sure. Uh, and you see as you round the, the next corner, uh, Alizontalus is uh, standing at the top of the staircase up the to the, uh, you know, kind of like the rafters, the... Uh, you know, that lead up to this little, uh, you know, kind of pavilion uh, in front of the office door. And uh, you guys see uh, standing up there are Longinus Payne and Hank Pendlegrass. And the two of them are shouting into the office, which the front wall of that office is just sort of like destroyed. Whatever Alizontalus used, it just eradicated the wall. And from where you're at, you can't quite see who they're talking to. Uh, however, as uh, uh, Alizontalus is at the base of the stairway, kind of walking, or at the top of the stairs, I should say, uh, you know, looking into this office, uh, you hear Longinus and Hank, who are like, this, this is why we have a deal. This is why we did business with you. You're, you can grant us power and you can get us out of this situation. We need to rule this city and you know, convert it into a demonic stronghold. Destroy them. And Alizontalus looks inside and says, Was it you who did this to my son? And you three here, <laughs> Well, I'm so glad that Junior and Daddy get to have their touching reunion. And stepping out of the office, you see Aldaria Everwinter, horns, demonic as before, uh, leathery bat wings are attached to his back. He has claws, and standing... Beside him is Murdoch Obsidian, who is more bloated and corpulent than ever before. He's huge. Like, he's, like, disgustingly large. Like, he is, like, he has, he was kind of a big portly guy anyway, 
But now he's just like his gut looks unnaturally large. His little limbs don't even seem to have as much fat. Like it's mostly just this like enormous gut. And he steps out and looks down and sees the three of you. And he says, oh, I'm so glad that the three of you could be here for this reunion. Uh, do you guys want to say anything? Wow, you uh, really let yourself go. He says, well, you know, Hannibal, I, uh, well, we, you know, had a use for all the blood, but I had to think of something to do with the bodies. And he smacks his lips with his tongue, and you have a nasty sensation as he's admitting to the fact that he's a cannibal. Well, I mean, I guess I couldn't have expected anything less from you. You're really a big piece of shit, so uh, I can't wait to stab you to death. He says, well, I don't know if you'll have that opportunity today. You have uh, more important matters to worry about, but don't you worry. We'll have our reunion soon enough, Hannibal. And he steps back, snaps his finger, and a magic circle in fire appears at his feet. And he says, I'll be waiting, you know. Oh, I'll be ready. Don't worry. He says, come to Pax Moradon whenever you'd like to see me, Hannibal. But otherwise, you enjoy this. And he smiles real big. And his toothy grin seems to have, like, bits of flesh meat on the inside. It's just is utterly revolting and he vanishes with a smell of brimstone well i'm not sad to say i'm not, i'm not sorry to see him go but at the same time i really wish we could have killed him now i'd very much like to stab him yeah he got fat <laughs> oh yeah he did longinus and uh, uh longinus who uh, if you guys want roll insight for me 18. Uh, what the hell's inside? 15. 23. All three of you guys uh, can tell that Longinus seems afraid. Longinus looks like he's like in over his head. He, he kind of like tugs on Hank's arm and, you know, is like, we can, we can do this without him, right? And Hank sort of smirks down at the three of you and he says, It'll be a cold day in hell when I'm afraid of a dragonborn and his goddamn friends. Azadon protects the powerful. Azadon protects those who believe. Eldaria steps forward. And... Uh, Alice, what did you get for uh, insight? 18. All three of you can tell that Eldaria seems genuinely heartbroken. And he looks to his dad. Tears start streaming down his face. And he's like, why? Why did you come here? And Aldaria says, son, I'm here to end this. I won't let you become such a thing. And Aldaria holds his arms out with tears streaming down his face. He says, 
Father, please, you should not have come here. And rushes forward to hug him. And Aldaria... Hug you! <laughs> it's a trap! Aldaria can't help but hold his arms out as his son runs to his arms. And they embrace. And you hear Elizontala say, Oh, my beautiful, horrid son. And you see a clawed hand jet outside of his, the, his back from his stomach. And all the spells that Elizontalus cast, not a single one of them was defensive. And Aldario, crying, says, you should not have come here. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.